0: Hello hi rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the Gospel of Luke and today we're going to be in Luke chapter 11 verses 14 through 28. but actually it's in a longer uh, series of interactions where over the next few days you're probably going to get your fill of this but Jesus is going to be locking horns with the Pharisees. So we're going to see this for a couple of days. So we're in Luke chapter 14 Luke chapter 11 verses 14 through 28 where we read this. One day Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. And when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. But some of them said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Others trying to test Jesus demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He knew their thoughts, so he said, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I am empowered by Satan, but if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so will they condemn you for what you have said? But if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when a strong man is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons, and carries off his belongings. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. As he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, and the breasts that nursed you. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. And this is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: Well, once again, we're in such a different context than the time of Jesus that a lot of this, I'm sure, seems strange uh, to all of us. It's just not what we normally encounter. Um, what's going on here is an encounter, What like I, I mentioned before, this encounter with the Pharisees. Jesus is squaring off against them. He's becoming much more direct. His kind of time is short, and he's not pulling punches much anymore. Um, so verse 20, he talks about... Uh, it says that he casts demons out by the finger of God. And this is a reference back to the time of of Moses, where the uh, the magicians in Egypt who couldn't replicate what uh, what Moses was doing, um they said it's by the finger of God. And so there's this idea that Jesus is putting himself in this position where where they're like the magicians of Egypt. They're the false um, false prophets in essence, and Jesus is the genuine prophet. Uh, like Moses. Yeah, it's Moses, excuse me, Exodus 8, 19, where it says, this is the finger of God, the magicians exclaimed to Pharaoh. Uh, To to put this all in context, Jesus is basically putting the Pharisees in the position of those who are in opposition to God. And in fact, they're the ones, unlike Jesus, they're the ones who are actually advancing the cause of the devil. In verse 22, it says that, you know, that a stronger, that Uh, You can't free people, you can't, uh, you know, free the house until you bind up the strongman. A stronger man has to come along to bind the strongman in order to plunder the house and uh, this is something we've seen already in play. If you remember when uh, Jesus said 72, 70, able to cast out demons. And Jesus says, I've seen Satan fall uh, like lightning. There's this whole idea that the strong man has been bound, that Jesus has broken the power of Satan. And they're beginning to plunder his house. They're beginning to save and rescue people from, from, uh, from, from sin and from demonic oppression and disease and all these different things. Uh, but Jesus says, in essence, to the Pharisees, you guys are the ones who are actually making everything worse. Like this, you know, you free somebody, but then they end up, you know, you, and you get their life in order, but then they just end up captivated by, you know, the the original spirit returns with seven others that are worse than it, and they're worse than they they even started. Uh, I kind of think of this as sort of like a really advanced version of what kids do in the uh, playground when you say, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me, sticks to you. Jesus is basically saying that everything that they have leveled against him is really what they are guilty of. They're the ones who are making people's lives worse, whereas Jesus is actually uh, freeing them. And then you have this kind of... uh, incident in the end where this woman screams out of the crowd uh, you know says uh, hey, you know Jesus blessed are you and the and your mother and the the womb that bore you and, and the breast that nursed you and all that and Jesus responds I think the NLT kind of softens it here I, as I look at it in the Greek it looks more like he's almost rebutting her rather than just replying her but in any case his reply is like no it's it's not really you know it's very similar to an earlier encounter it's not uh this isn't the real blessing like this physical parenting and this bloodline but rather what's really blessed is to become the family of God by actually doing the will of God like listening to the God's uh, listening to the teaching of God and actually putting it into practice that's really what's valuable that's what frees us from these demons and it's not all the kind of false religiosity that the pharisees have um, as they attack Jesus and and you know even like taking um you know taking something as as amazing as the everything that they've seen, and this is what Jesus is gonna, we're gonna see in tomorrow's passage. But as amazing as everything that they've seen, they still can't see Jesus for who He is. They are so committed to their opposition for selfish reasons that we'll we'll hear more about later. But they can't see the truth, and so in many ways they're like the person who is more cursed than ever because they've been so bound that, like Pharaoh, they can't see the truth. Their hearts have been hardened, and they can't see the truth, even though. The truth is standing there, literally, right in front of them. Dave, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage.
1: Well, you know, the the thing that sticks out to me is probably something that sticks out to almost nobody else. Uh, But it was glaring to me because it's so different than what we read. I can't remember now. I've lost a little track of time. But a week ago, two weeks ago, um, verse 23 of what you read. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And, okay, well, I think we all can make sense of that. You know, like he's drawing a line in the sand. I got it. Except that this is the opposite of what he told the disciples just, I think it was in Luke 9, where, you know, they were kind of saying, hey, these other people are doing this stuff. You know, they're calling out, they're casting out demons in your name. Like, you know, should we should we stop them? And Jesus actually says exactly the opposite. He says, well, whoever, whoever isn't against me is for me. Or, you know, and, and so like, well, hold it. Which is it? And, uh, and so, but I think that the reality is the context is really different. Um, and in fact, there's a, a, a through line that's quite consistent between the two, even though at first glance, if we ignore context, they seem like they are in contradiction. In the first case, you've got a whole bunch of people who aren't from the disciples group, right? It, you, they weren't part of the 12 disciples, but they're casting out demons in Jesus' name, and the disciples saying, hey, that's our job. You know, get you know, back off, you know, stay in your own lane. Uh, and basically, I think what they're trying to say is territorialism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it, it would be the same thing as if, you know, if I were to see another church that's doing really well and be like, well, hold it, they're now preaching Jesus, and I get angry at them because I I, I want our church to be the one who does that. And Jesus actually says, "No, no, no, no. If they're not against me, they're for me. Like, don't, no. Of course, we're not going to call down fire from heaven on these people or rebuke them or any of this kind of stuff." It, you know, I'm but, sorry, but
0: it, I'm sorry, but it so reminds me when we first started doing services in Cambridge, and that yeah. guy came up. And it's like the pie is only so big.
1: <laughs> That's right. He was angry that there was another. He's he's a church guy, and he's angry that there's another church coming in because. That yeah, hey, that you're you're gonna make it worse for all of us, but because there's gonna be too many of us, and like, well, how, you know, there's so many unbelievers here. I feel like there's plenty of room for all of us. Uh, in fact, more more than more work than all of us can do together. Um, so, uh, so in that sense, what Jesus is talking about is territorialism. He's saying, hey, if they're not against me, then great. Hey, like, if they're doing this work, they're actually doing it in my name. We should be thrilled. And so what he's speaking there is against the sin of territorialism, right? Or of of somehow, you know, just discriminating against other people because it's not us. I want to be the one who has the prayers that are effective. I want to be the one who's admired for, uh, you know, my my Bible teaching or or whatever. And when we start to criticize others simply because they're not us and we want the attention, we want the applause. Okay, Jesus is going to rebuke that. What's happening here is the opposite. It's a whole bunch of the the uh, kind of the religious people, um, and in this case, what they are doing, they've just attacked Jesus and said, "Well, how is he overcoming Satan? He must, he must be in league with Satan. See, they're partners. You know, like just silly things." But what they're really trying to do is attack Jesus Himself, and you can see where actually that is the opposite of what was happening before. It's not a territorialism thing. It's they are trying to attack Jesus Himself, and so in this context, verse twenty-three says, "Anyone who isn't with me opposes me." And that's actually what we see here. These guys aren't with Jesus. They're not supporting who Jesus is. They're not acknowledging who Jesus is. Therefore, they're against Him, right? And they they try to come up with every kind of accusation they can. They they try to you know disparage Him and 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 you know throw Him in the disrepute. And so he's saying anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And it's it's not just that, hey, they're working, you know, doing the same work somewhere else. No, no, no. They're they're actually not working with me, right? <laughs> me, God, like they're not, they're not aligned with me. And therefore, whatever work they're doing is actually against me. And so it really does come down to our orientation to Jesus. That's actually what makes the big difference. And I, I think. That uh, I, I can celebrate lots of people, who, including, in fact, even denominations that would disagree with me about very important things, things I I actually think are a big deal. And I could imagine some, you know, in a moment of self-righteousness, saying, "Jesus, shouldn't we get those guys? They're terrible," you know. And Jesus saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! They're not against me. And they're for us. Like, come on." They, but we're all trying to do the same thing here. And I feel like that's where we need to have a spirit of charity towards people who may disagree with us about other things, but we're all on the same page about who Jesus is and manifesting the power of the kingdom here. And I, I think that this, by the same token, even if in every other way we agree, right? And they seem very religious and very righteous, like these, these folks, but they disagree with me about Jesus, well, then actually, even if they seem to be doing all these good things, they're they're probably actually working against us. Because what we're not trying to do is find a way, a human-made way to do God's work. We're actually trying to find a way to manifest a kingdom that is submitted to God. And that will result in justice and truth and peace and all these kind of things. But if I try to find... I try to seek justice, truth, and peace, and all the other virtues—love, and, and mercy, and compassion—without God, apart from God, doing it in a secular way. It, they may be doing great work, but we're actually not on the same page. And I, and I think that's maybe a little bit more of what Jesus is trying to say here. What yes. do you think about that, John?
0: Well, I, I think yeah. The the right from the opening of this passage, it seems like. You know, people are seeing Jesus do miracles, and it's drawing people to Jesus. And they're trying to keep people away from Jesus by denouncing the miracles and even casting aspersions, saying, "Well, no, 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 this guy's really in league with Satan. Stay far away from this guy." So they, like, they literally are opposed to Jesus very much. So, and of course, we're going to see this much more as we uh, go into the next couple of days of passages. That's right. That's right.
1: Well, John, can I close this in prayer for today?
0: That would be wonderful.
1: Great, let's pray together. Lord, we do love all of these things that you love. We love truth and justice. We love mercy and compassion. We love caring for the hurting and caring for your environment. We love all of these things. And yet, God, we recognize that the only sustainable way to Hold on to that love is to love you even more than all of those things. God, we praise you in the name of Jesus, who has so much mercy towards us. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us again today. And I do pray that our time together is something that draws you ever closer to Jesus. Go in peace.